This episode of the 501st Cast is dedicated to these Eternal Legionnaires. Shane Dredge, CC8960, from Southern Cross Garrison, who passed at the end of May. And Michael Walden, TI9517, from Midwest Garrison, who passed the morning of June 8th. Both these troopers now rest peacefully in our Hall of Eternal Legionnaires. We found the computer outlet, sir. Plug in. You should be able to interpret the entire Imperial network. You are listening to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming organization. Stay tuned to global news from the front lines of the Empire as the men and women of Vader's Fist celebrate decades of promoting Star Wars, honing the art of costumes and props, and contributing to the community through charity and volunteer work. And here are your hosts. Take it away, troopers. Copy that. Well, welcome back to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion Vader's Fist. You're listening to episode 103 for June 2017. And I'm Nikki, DZ8397. I'm Joe, SL12743. And I'm Marcus, TK14057. And the 501st Legion is currently at 11,518 members with 20,978 approved costumes in the Legion. I can't even picture like how much that would be altogether. It would be awesome if someday we could get an event where we had, I, I don't remember how many were at Celebration. It was several hundred, but not several <laughs> thousand. Is it would be possible awesome if sometime we could get thousands together. It, would it be possible to put that many in a single photograph anymore? I don't know. If we took like a <laughs> drone photo or something, I don't know. But then you that, wouldn't that be able work. to see anybody anymore. So I don't know <laughs> if that would be worth it. So shout out to our newest member listed on 501st.com at the time of recording. It's Kelly, DZ51017, a new Jawa for Central Garrison. Welcome to the Legion. So this episode, we are reunited with our patch from space. We invade Legoland in California and blasted our endowment goal out of the water. So stay tuned. It's not quite breaking news now, but if you missed our social media blasts on June 1st, this might still be news for you. We reached our goal for the 501st Legion Make-A-Wish Endowment and raised $150,000 in just 10 months, shattering our five-year goal. Thanks to the generosity of fellow 501st members and Star Wars fans around the world, we're able to take our bad guys doing good motto a step further. We'll continue to add to the fund and be able to grant even more wishes through Make-A-Wish every year. We'll have a link in our show notes where you can read more about this exciting announcement. Early this month, a Russian outpost received back a photo and a patch that made a very special trip. Their unit logo patch had been in orbit around planet Earth. The patch was sent with the Soyuz MS-02 spacecraft, which was docked at the International Space Station from October 20th, 2016 to April 10th, 2017. Check out a link in our show notes to see a photo that was taken by the pilot cosmonaut Andrei Borisenko, who flew as part of the 49th and 50th expeditions to the ISS. We'll also have a link to a news article in our show notes as well. Thanks to Aljona for sharing the news with us. And we have a few new CRL entries since last episode. Wouldn't be a update without a submission from our clone trooper detachment. They completed the Wolfpack Grunt Phase 1 kit. 
And best hide your rolly droids because the LMO team has finished work on Unkar's thug from The Force Awakens. He has no detachment affiliation for now, though. The flagship Eclipse has completed three, yes, three different versions of Dr. Aphra from the eponymous Marvel comic. All of the Aphras are now ready for GML approval. So there's like three different colored jackets and vests and pant combinations. Basically, it's depending on how the uh, comic book artist drew her. I think that's how we ended up with so many different versions. So as always, you can check out links to all of these new CRLs in our show notes. And thanks again to Legion Membership Officer Eric, TK9674, for these announcements. Hi, this is Mark Hamill, and you're listening to the 501st Cast, the most forceful podcast in the galaxy. Enjoy! Mission reports. We're going to throw back to early May during Star Wars Week. On Sunday, May 7th, our Columbia outpost was out trooping in the city of Kali. Uh, as guests of the Kali Star Wars community, three members spent time trooping at the Centro Colombo Americano. Members also visited the blood donation drive while they were there and congratulated blood donors on their good deeds. We'll have links to photos in our show notes. Thanks to Rafael TK99066 for that report. On June 16th, eight members of Alaskan Outpost headed out to the Alaska State Fairgrounds to support the American Cancer Society teams who were there earning donations in support of finding a cure for cancer. Legionnaires posed for photos, helped judge the Star Wars Pet Parade and Booth Contest, and created entertainment and shenanigans for those fighting cancer, those who have survived cancer, and the supporters, friends and family in attendance. You can check out some of the photo evidence of those shenanigans via the link in our show notes. Thanks to Jen IC84864 for that report. Empire City Garrison's Dave, TK34288, attended the Orange County Department of Social Services Foster Family Picnic at the Orange County Park on Saturday, May 20th. This is their annual family picnic for all the families in Orange County, New York that foster children. There were several hundred people that attended the picnic, and they had several activities for the kids to participate in, from jump houses and face painting to carnival games, and they wanted to add a little Star Wars to their event. So during the event, TK34288 patrolled the area and posed for photos with as many people as he could, and he was a huge hit. So thanks to Dave, TK34288, for that solo troop and sending in the report. On May 20th, five members of Empire City Garrison attended the White Plains Youth Bureau first annual Comic-Con held at the City Plaza Mall. The con had vendors on all levels of the mall, and mall tenants chipped in to assist with the con. One place allowed our members to change in their back room, another allowed us to use their restrooms, and a third offered coupons for lunch. ECG was able to raise $112 for the Youth Bureau, who have already invited them back for next year's Comic-Con. Kudos to Dave! TK34288 for suiting up again after already attending an event earlier in the day. And thanks to TK7186's father for squiring. He was amazed at how difficult it was to put on a TK outfit, and was amused at the reactions of con attendees when they saw the Star Wars characters. Thanks to Garrett, TK7186, for that report. On May 20th, Empire City Garrison's Michael, TK42079, attended the second annual Comic-Con at New Dorp High School in Staten Island, New York. The Comic-Con had local artists displaying artwork and various vendors selling t-shirts, posters, toys, and more. 
They also had a costume contest, prop building seminar, and Richmond City Media did live stream of the con. This year's con was a success, and the ECG was invited back for next year. Thanks to Michael TK42079 for that report and excellent work on your solo troop. On May 26th, Alaskan Outpost visited the Anchorage Ronald McDonald House for the third time since it opened on January 10th of this year. Families and patients of the RMH got to visit and interact with our members in their play area, providing a fun diversion for a couple hours. We'll have a link to photos in our show notes. And thanks to Jen, IC84864, for that report. Between May 27th and June 3rd, Redback Garrison attended three events that had some hefty charity fundraising totals. Their annual Dream World event, a parade through their state's capital city, Brisbane, and the Galactic Empire Charity Ball. The combined total of these three events was $43,566.26, about $33,000. To break it down, Dream World raised $11,000 for TLC for Kids. The parade raised $951 50 cents to Kidney Health Australia, and the ball raised an amazing $31,614.76 for ACT for Kids. Dreamworld continues to be the largest event in the Southern Hemisphere, with 150-plus characters turning up for the weekend. Redback again had an international trooper from the Singapore Garrison attend, as well as many of their fellow Aussie Garrison and Rebel bases. Members traveled great distances, some up to six and a half hours by plane, to attend. This was their eighth year, and they hope to have the go-ahead once again next year to hold this event at Dreamworld. So start saving if you would like to attend this sensational gathering of Aussies doing what they do best. The parade was something special, as very rarely does the Brisbane City Council actually allow this kind of thing to happen in the main open-air mall that is the Queen Street Mall. Led by a 15-year-old piper blaring out Star Wars tunes, Redback had a great turnout for a Star Wars spectacle that is rarely seen in any main street of any capital city in Australia. This ended up being a great PR boost for Kidney Health Australia, as well as getting them almost $1,000 in about 45 minutes. Now for the biggest fundraiser. Due to the hard work of the Galactic Empire Charity Ball Committee, they managed to pull off a massive coup with a huge total. They had Twi'lek dancers, lightsaber duels, mouse droid races, an auction, live band and raffles, all adding up to a great night and fantastic event that has raised a huge amount of cash in one night. This would not have been done without the organization of the Ball Committee and all the other troopers that donated their time to make this event outstanding. This total was done through hard work from the people that organized all three events, the troopers that attended all three events, the charities that had their volunteers attend the events, and the love of Star Wars that is really quite high in the land down under. And the best part is, 100% of everything that was donated to TLC and ACT will be going to the front line immediately. Those two charities have zero admin or running costs. They use 100% of their donations for the charity, and all admin staff are volunteers that do not get paid or cars to drive or office space. Awesome work to all. Thanks to APOC, TK8547, Redback's commanding officer, for that report. A pair of stormtroopers in search of rebels patrolled Pioneer Park for three hours during the 50th anniversary celebration on May 27, 2017. Though many rebel supporters were in attendance, there were no sightings of actual rebels, and their patrol ended without incident. Pioneer Park is a 44-acre city park in Fairbanks, Alaska, and commemorates early Alaskan history with multiple museums and historic displays. We'll have a link to photos of the TKs and some ancient aircraft in our show notes. 
Thanks to Joyce TB9449 and Jen IC84864 for that report. Imperial Sands Garrison is for an event many consider their favorite troop of the year. The Legoland California Resort in Carlsbad, California celebrated Star Wars on the weekend of June 3rd and 4th. Representatives from the 501st Legion, Rebel Legion, Mandalorian Mercs, R2 Builders, and Saber Guild from San Diego, Southern California, Southern Nevada, and Arizona traveled to troop inside the world-famous Legoland Park. They even had a shadow trooper from UK Garrison, Adrian, TK14597, that joined them. Over 145 members signed up across all clubs to cover the two shifts each day. Each morning, the park opened with a special ceremony where almost 45 costumers lined the entrance to welcome guests. They were immediately swarmed by enthusiastic fans for photos, especially at the Death Star wall that was built by Imperial Sands Garrison. And the amazing Wranglers managed the costumers as well as the crowds for two days. The weather wasn't terribly hot, but the humidity was certainly a factor. Legoland was very generous and accommodating of so many troopers and their oversized costume bins. An unused theater became a perfect changing area, and food and drinks were provided throughout the weekend. A simplified droid hunt was a big success as troopers patrolled the Star Wars Miniland exhibit, easily picking off droid targets to give park guests a chance to win fabulous Lego prizes. There was an enjoyable group dinner Saturday evening as Legoland made their cafe available to the hungry and tired troopers. As the weekend started to wind down on Sunday, you could see exhausted smiles of people who thoroughly enjoyed the challenge of long-haul trooping and spending time with people from other clubs and locations. New members finally understood why experienced troopers told them to pace themselves and stay hydrated for their six-hour shifts. Last but not least, Imperial Sands Garrison is very grateful to the Legoland Resort and Lucasfilm for allowing us to be part of their special weekend. Thanks to Jamie, TI-67076, for that report. On June 3rd, Empire City Garrison's Hudson Valley Squad sent TK-34288 out to investigate the Children's Expo and Touch a Truck event in Rock Hill, New York. This event was sponsored by Nana's House Child Care Center, Inc., which is a registered 501c3 not-for-profit child care center providing high-quality care in Sullivan County, New York. The event included several bounce houses for kids, multiple emergency vehicles from police, fire, ambulances, army, and an Air Force fire truck. There were also crafts for the kids and several vendor tables. During the event, TK34288 patrolled the area and posed for several photos with attendees. The event director was thrilled that the 501st was able to attend and has already extended an invite for us to return next year based on the great responses he got from his guests. We were a huge hit naturally. Thanks to Dave, TK34288, for that report. On June 7th, the Alaska Center for Children and Adults held a family field day at Denali Elementary School, and two troopers and two squires from our Aurora Borealis Alaskan Outpost attended. This is a troop that our Alaskan Outpost has been attending for a few years now, and they have a great time visiting with the kids and families who attend. There's a tug of war, water balloon toss, an obstacle course, and disability awareness activities. We'll have a link to a few photos from this troop in our show notes. Thanks again to Joyce TB9449 and Jen IC84864 for that report. On June 10th and 11th, our Aurora Borealis Alaskan Outpost had the honor of trooping the Juno Symphonic Orchestra's John Williams concert. The evening started off interacting and entertaining patrons awaiting the beginning of the concert at the cantina, where unfortunately there was no blue milk to be found. 
Afterwards, troopers were able to remove their armor and enjoy the first half of the concert, listening to music ranging from John Williams' 1984 Olympic fanfare to Princess Leia's theme. During the intermission, they suited back up once more to await their cue. The symphony began to play the Imperial March, and the conductor gave the signal after much anticipation. No one knew quite what to think of the dark figures walking down the aisles until the lightsabers were ignited, and it was clear the Dark Lords, Darth Vader and Darth Nihilus, were there. The entire audience, and even some of the musicians, gasped in excitement as they took their places at the side of the stage. Soon the music ended, and the Dark Lords exited the auditorium. After the concert, the characters met outside with everyone who wanted a picture and uh, wanted to pose with our characters. The following night, there was a whole new audience of Imperial subjects, and once again, troopers suited up during the intermission and stepped into the auditorium to surprise the patrons. When the cue was given this time, many people seemed to be unaware of the dark figures until the sabers were ignited, and a roar of applause and joy rose out from the crowd to be heard even above the music of the orchestra. After the troopers exited the room, positions were once again taken near the exit in preparation for the crowd. Lines formed quickly as the Imperial officer and our Imperial support crewmen assisted the patrons in taking pictures with the pair. The orchestra even joined in on this round of photos to be praised for their efforts to the Empire by Lord Vader himself. Shortly before the event officially ended, pictures were taken with the sponsors of the event, and our troopers left to board their Star Destroyer parked in the Misty Mountains above. Thanks to Bryce, SL49988, Brian, IC62832, and Jen, IC84864, for that report. And as a bonus, take a listen to the audio from this vlog, part one of two, from Outpost XO Jake, SL99504, who traveled in for the troop. We'll have links to photos and both parts of his vlog in our show notes. This is the story of our trip to Juno. This vlog is going to be a little different because we traveled to Juno to troop with a couple other Alaskan outpost troopers who live in Juno. The opportunity came along for us to be part of a John Williams concert down there, and a few of us up in Anchorage just couldn't pass up that opportunity. So it began with a really early morning. Off to Juno, which I'm really excited about because I've never been to Juno before. It's our state capital. It's the only state capital in the United States that cannot be reached by roads. But, that aside, this is going to be fun. This is going to be a lot of fun. I had spent the entire day before this packing up all of my equipment, all of my gear, and figuring out a way to make it go through security and travel on the airplane as best as possible without the chance of breaking anything. Actually, going through airport security went really, really smoothly. We did get some strange looks, but I guess it's to be expected. Waiting for Kylo Ren. This is normally what it's like waiting for Vader, but you know. Yes. Security was actually pretty cool. They were like, yeah, <laughs> you do the voice. <laughs> and then after another cup of coffee, we boarded our airplane flying to Juno. The seats might have been a little bit cramped having two six-foot-plus guys sitting next to each other, but it was worth it. Thankfully, it wasn't a very long flight, only about an hour and a half or so. But before we took off, when I was placing my helmet in the overhead bin because it would not fit in the seat in front of me, I heard the most terrifying sound I could have possibly heard, and that was the sound of something cracking and creaking. I mean, I spent an hour and a half in terror. I thought I had broken something on my helmet for sure. We're here. 
I heard something crack on my helmet. I'm hoping that it's not any damage that can't be repaired with super glue. This is how you can tell a 501st member works at the airport. This I heard a crack when I put this thing away, so I'm gonna check it for damage. Fortunately, when we arrived at Juno, I checked it. Nothing was broken. Oh, thank God. It's our peeps. So this is Bryce and Miranda, our Juno crew here. Bryce is Darth Nillis, and Miranda's got a few costumes, but um, we've been, first time we've ever trooped with them. Anybody from Anchorage anywhere else has ever trooped with them here in Juno, so it's pretty cool when I put in there. This is the costume. Our case has arrived in one piece. Now Miranda, who has lived and worked in Juneau for a very long time, had a lot of activities planned for us. And I'm glad she did because I had never been to Juneau and I wanted to see as much as we possibly could. All three of us really wanted to see as much as we possibly could. And we saw a lot. A uh, sure sign that it's tourist season when the cruise ships start pulling in. So now we're going to play tourists here in Juneau for a little bit. Go see the sights. What do you think of the sights? I love it so far. This electrical box is it's, really interesting, it, isn't it? Stunning. This is the sights in Juneau. We went on the cable car, which goes up the mountainside. Very high up the mountainside. You're not afraid of heights, are you? Oh, no. I love this. It's really good. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Way up here above everything. Even the cruise ships look small. And at the top of the cable car, after we had hiked around a little bit and seen some sights, we had lunch up at there at their Crow's Nest restaurant, which was fantastic. Driving on the road. The road. The road. It goes this way, and it goes that way. You can drive. the only road. All the little white dots are eagles. Like several, 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 a few more, a whole bunch, a little baby, a few more, a whole bunch more. She says it's one big nerve cave. Whoa! You are kidding. I'm not kidding. Wow, so <laughs> impressive. After lunch, we decided it was time to go hike around some more because what else would you do but look for some bears when you're running around Alaska with a bunch of other crazy people? And we found a bear. Fortunately, none of us got eaten, none of us got mauled, and we were able to make it through totally and completely unscathed. Now we're gonna go check out the glacier. <laughs> I don't know these people. He's not wearing a jersey, so he's not with us. <laughs> Ooh, big waterfall too. There's a huge, huge dump right here. Is it warm? Touch it. Touch See if it's warm. Um, I'm not that much a Viking. I'll defer that to Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> Karate Kid. Come on, do the hole. Okay, that's good. Don't break your ankle. I want to make sure you walk tonight. That's a pretty big waterfall. Not too bad. So how? Ice from the glacier. When did you know when that calves? Pretty recent. And then the glacier back there, which is where that ice came from. Looks recent, but that's the place. And then a giant waterfall. Things you get to see in Alaska. So now we're headed to 
Devil's Hideaway. Devil's Hideaway for some food. Really awesome burgers sound really, really good. Because we just walked our 10,000 steps. Yeah, I think we made that. So it was time to grab some dinner and then go get ready for the show. Here we go, on our way to the troop. This is gonna be fun. So much fun. Oh. It's called setup for that footage. <laughs> this is what we get. What a bunch of knuckleheads. Sheesh. And you're our leader. <laughs> yes, that's true. Wow, so much space. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. That's very offensive. Since this was a tribute to John Williams music, we decided to go stand on the street corner with a few of us in costume just to give people a taste of what was coming. And we got a lot of interesting looks, a lot of waves, a lot of honks, a few people drove by three or four times. Same people, we saw you. We know you drove by three or four times. Get the strange feeling I'm being followed by something dark, powerful, and evil. Then we sat and watched the first half of the concert until intermission. We were only going to be part of the second half, which was more of the Star Wars theme music, and especially toward the end of the concert. Okay, so the first half was officially awesome. Insane. I actually have goosebumps. I don't get goosebumps. I have goosebumps. It was crazy. And then getting ready to walk down the aisle as the Imperial March started to play. It was a moment where I realized that I was accomplishing and getting to live a dream that I didn't even know I had until the moment of... Oh my god, that was awesome. The reaction of the crowd was like air getting sucked out of the room. It was like one giant gasp at once. It was incredible. Totally worth it, totally awesome. It is so hot in there. I had to come out and get some breath and get some water because then we're going back out uh, after the last song to take pictures with everybody. After the concert was over, we spent about an hour, maybe an hour and a half, taking pictures with patrons, taking pictures with people who had been there for the concert, taking pictures with members of the orchestra, and hanging out and having a really good time. When that was finished, they invited us to come downtown with them and have food and drinks and enjoy some of the uh, nightlife that Juno has to offer, which was actually quite a bit of fun, until about 2.30 in the morning when we realized we needed to get some sleep because we were going to do this whole thing again the next day, and so you'll get to see that tomorrow. Thank you for watching this video. Empire City Garrison attended Career Day at PS72 Elementary School in the Bronx on Friday, June 16th. This was an event that ECG member Richard, IN72129, helped organize to bring something special and fun to the event, as it's also his son's school, the perks of being a child of a 501st member. Joining Richard was Anthony, TI10666. They arrived at the school around 8 a.m. and were treated to breakfast just before suiting up for the appearance. The event started in the auditorium 
them with all of the career reps introducing themselves to the classes who were assembled in the audience. Richard presented himself and spoke of his career as a police officer and then went into explaining his volunteer work with the 501st Legion. After the auditorium portion of the event, ECG troopers then went into the cafeteria where all of the career stations were set up. They took photos with the kids and spoke to them about the volunteer work and costuming that we do here at the Legion. The event was a great success and the school staff along with the children loved the Legion's appearance. Special thank you to Russell TK4038 for coming out for non-costumed support as he provided table materials, trading cards, and costume props for display to help the ECG rep the proper way while looking out for us. He also took part in talking about the Legion to the children during the event. Thanks to Anthony TI10666 for that report. On Friday, June 16th, Empire City Garrison attended a screening of Star Wars Rogue One at the Merle Avenue School in Oceanside, New York, on behalf of the Kiwanis Club. Our troopers were there for the first hour or so before they started the film to entertain the attendees and promote the ECG. They had food and snacks and various fun activities for the kids while they waited for the movie to start. Chris TK6744, Ronald SL5928, and John TI42070 attended from ECG. They were joined by Jennifer as Jen Urso and Jenna Robert from the Rebel Legion. The event was originally said to be outdoors, but due to bad weather, they decided to move it inside the gym of the school, which worked out very well. The event was fairly attended, considering the last-minute indoor change, with a steady stream of kids and adults. Legionnaires had a great time interacting with the kids, taking photos, handing out cards, and making this a real Star Wars event. We'll have a link to some photos in our show notes. Thanks to Chris. TK6744 for that report. Empire City Garrison was invited to be part of Feel the Force Family Fun Day. That's definitely a lot of Fs. On June 17th, coincidentally, 17 members of ECG volunteered and were joined by their counterparts from the Rebel Legion, Sabre Guild, and Mando Mercs. The New York City Parks and Recreation Center of Chelsea, New York, hosted their first ever Feel the Force Family Fun Day, where local Star Wars fans could experience the Force, visit with many of their favorite Star Wars characters, and enjoy fun Star Wars-themed activities for children of all ages. Thanks to Russell, TK4038, for that report. On June 20th, Alaskan Outpost trooped the Ark of Anchorage's Summer Fun Day. The Ark of Anchorage is a private, not-for-profit organization dedicated to serving children and adults who experience developmental disabilities or mental health issues so they can lead rich, full, satisfying lives of dignity and purpose. The Ark normally hosts classes and has a rec center, but they close all that down for the day so that everyone can enjoy the Summer Fun Day event. This year, it was Star Wars-themed, so of course, course, we had to join in and help celebrate with the ARC staff, the members of the community who utilize their services and their families and caregivers. There was a variety of game booths, music, food, fun, and more. Lord Vader, his Imperial officers, and troopers participated in games and posed for tons of photos, which we'll have a link to in our show notes. Thanks to Jen, IC84864, for that report. For the first time ever, Garrison Titan with Rebel Legion's Alpha Base and Jet City Sabre Guild participated in the Seattle Pride Parade on Sunday, June 25th. There was over a combined 60 members marching. It was the year's hottest day on record, just below 100 degrees. There was a delay at the start, so they were in costume for four hours. But there was nothing but smiles all around at the finish. Tons of media coverage, photos, interviews, and interest in the Fabo First 
Uh, we'll try to get links to some of it in our show notes, and thanks to Matthew for that report. Hello, this is Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to the 501st Cast. Aren't you? Upcoming events. Our Pacific Outpost will be attending a geek meet this Sunday, July 2nd. So take a listen to the news interview they just did. Now, time for the big reveal. Yeah, they are. Stormtroopers. I've got stormtroopers <laughs> to protect me. Uh, these guys, they're the real deal. To my immediate left, this is Jim Powell. He's the commanding officer of the Pacific Outpost of the 501st Legion. And then uh, to his left is the executive officer. That's Gitz Rivero. Uh, these guys, hey, th- this is really serious. You guys are very, you pay a great deal of attention to detail with these costumes. Absolutely. Yeah. Our whole point here is to have screen accurate costumes. So we want to look like for our fans, like we would just walked right off the Star Wars screen um, and into their lives. Because yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this. It's uh, the Hawaii chapter of Lucasfilm's preferred Star Wars Imperial costuming group. So th- there are a lot of rules on what you can wear, how you wear it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we have whole guidelines for each different costume as far as what it can have, what it can't have, um, and what you need to meet in order for it to be part of our group. Okay, so the group is 45 here, but you're part of a much larger global group of Star Wars costuming fans, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, the 501st Legion is worldwide, and we have about 11,000 members across the globe um, doing good. Yeah, and do, and that's the thing. The, you guys do a lot of charity work, do a lot of things. Uh, build. What are some of the things you've done recently of uh, uh, charity for what organizations? Well, we do a lot of work with uh, Make-A-Wish here in Hawaii. Um, we also do a lot of work with the Shriners Children's Hospital here on island. Oh, the kids probably love seeing uh, you. Absolutely, nothing better. And a lot of times, you know, it's actually the parents that get a little more um, excited when we come up rather than the kids. Um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, well, I mean, it's been since the 70s, I think, when Star Wars first came out. But uh, what they're here for is to help you guys get ready for the Geek Meet, the 10th annual that's coming up this Sunday at Magic Island. Um, this is more than just a costuming event. I mean, it's really a broad range of interests that will be attracted to the Geek Meet. Oh, absolutely. We have designers, we have educators, we have astronomers uh, come out there. Um, a lot of very interesting people to come, come out and all walks of life. You know, their motto is there's a geek in everybody. Um, so come on out and, yeah, just kind of talk to people. It's real laid back. Um, it's, it's a great way to network and meet meet people who might be passionate about some of the things you are. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we've had drone flights break out. We've had some Quidditch games break out here and there at the Geek Meet. So it's a lot of fun. And tell us, okay, Magic Island this Sunday, what time does that start? It starts at 9 o'clock and it goes all the way till 3 in the afternoon. Okay. And if you want more information, what website would you go to? be hawaiigeek.com. Hawaiigeek.com. Now, I'm imagining, I'm sure that there are people watching you who might want, it, might want to get involved in your group, have interest in the 501st. What would they do to learn more about that? Uh, the best thing to do is come to our website at uh, pack501.net, and we'll be able to kind of help you out with getting your costume together and getting a part of the Legion. Okay, awesome. Jim Powell and uh, Gitz Rivero. Do you, you want to put your, uh, your, your helmet on there? Because uh, those are the two right over there that have been bothering me. That's Steve <laughs> and Grace. No, no, no. And, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That, that's who it is. <laughs> That's who it is. We're going to take a break. If you only uh, knew what we went through, you wouldn't be looking at us like this, okay? All right. We're, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with more information. We'll have a link to the Geek Meets website on ours at hawaiinewsnow.com. 746. For more upcoming events, be sure to check out our friends at Roku Depot. They publish a data burst from the 501st, which contains upcoming events from as many of our Legion units as they can gather data from. That's Roku Depot, dot com. Member shout out. 
This episode, we're giving a shout-out and congratulations to two of our favorite honorary members on their upcoming induction into the 2018 Hollywood Walk of Fame, Mark Hamill and Weird Al Yankovic. As always, our official home on the web is 501st.com slash podcast, where you can post your feedback and comments and listen to previous episodes of the show. The 501st cast is an easy way to catch up on a few weeks of Legion news while driving, at the office, or working out. But if you're looking for up-to-the-minute news, you'll need to get it from our social media feeds like Facebook and Twitter. Just look us up on Facebook as The 501st Legion, or go to Facebook.com slash The 501st Legion. You can also follow us on Twitter as at 501st Legion, or go to Twitter. Twitter.com slash 501st Legion. Join in the discussion as thousands of fellow fans share their passion for trooping, Star Wars, and charity. And don't forget, you can listen to this podcast on our website, on iTunes, Stitcher, and the Star Wars Podcasts Android app. The 501st Legion is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans. While it is not sponsored by Lucasfilm Limited, it is Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming group. Star Wars, its characters, costumes, and all associated items are the intellectual property of Lucasfilm. Copyright and trademark Lucasfilm Limited. All rights reserved. That's it, troopers. Join us next time on the 501st Cast. Redback again had an international trooper from the Singapore... Let's start over. In the land down under. If I can talk. In the land down under. Hosted their first evil. <laughs> Try that again. You have failed me for the last time.